Welcome to Off the Beaten Path, but not lost. With Tony, Kristen, Kylie, and Lexi. Join us on this RV full-time living journey. Across the beautiful United States. Where are the fellas? Welcome to episode 65. In this episode, we'll be talking about our mini trip into California, where we visited Joshua Tree. We did a cool Jeep trail. We actually did that Jeep trail into the park. Yeah, that was awesome. If you need the show notes for this episode, you can find them at thefaolas.com slash 65. You can follow us on all the platforms at the Faolas. You can give us a call with your question at 810-373-2020. Leave us a message. We'll play it on the podcast. Or if you don't want us to leave a message. Just say it it, in the message. Yeah, just tell us. You don't want us to say it. We actually have one already that they told us not to use it in the podcast. So we may use that one soon. So we decided we wanted to do a little mini, I don't know, how long were we there for a week? We were there for 12 days. So we did a little 12-day trip into California Stayed at a Thousand Trails Park in Palm Springs. Yep. It was our first time there. We we know a lot of people who have gone there. and Yeah. We decided to go there. We'll talk about that in a minute. But we went there specifically to check out Joshua Tree. We're so close to Joshua Tree. I, this year, we're going to be short on national parks because we're spending most of the time in one area in Michigan. So we figured we would uh, jog on over there to knock off that park. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it seemed like an easy trip, and we were able to get in there for, um, you know, almost two weeks. So that made it easy to make that decision to just go. Mm-hmm. So the park, let's talk about the park. Palm Springs Thousand Trails was cool. There's a lot of palm trees. I don't know what kind of palm trees those are. I don't remember. I looked it up while we were there. But uh, apparently they're like date-producing palms and everything, but they're huge. Yeah, they're super tall. They actually interfered with our Starlink a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> And they are super tall, and they're all over, and they're in these rows. I mean, they're obviously planted, which is kind of weird the way they planted them because they're right in the middle of some of the spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they're, they definitely set the theme for the park. Yeah, and that's one <laughs> – like, I knew that there was a ton of palm trees and stuff like that. So just to kind of give you an idea of the lay of the land, when we were driving in, okay, I'd seen pictures of palm strings before – and, you know, all the palm trees and the park and stuff. I didn't realize that it's surrounded by mountains. Like, there was snow-capped mountains on a couple sides of it. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I didn't actually think they were snow-capped. I thought it was sand or something. <laughs> but it was definitely snow-capped. Definitely snow-capped because there's a ski lodge on one of them. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. And then uh, we got there, checked in. And this, like a lot of the Florida parks, this is a pick-your-own-spot. Well, first of all, I thought it was kind of interesting. They had to check our registration and insurance yeah that was weird i've never had that before but (laughs) the guy noted that my uh my the rv registration was expired but i just happened to have the renewed one i just hadn't put the sticker on the window yet yeah we renewed it We, we have texas registrations and you put a sticker on the actual window and it's like way up there so tony hadn't done it yet it was just sitting on uh, the dashboard, he's like, "Well, I have it right here. <laughs> it's just not on the window." Yeah, and he did me a favor, and he put our, um, he taped our tag oh, right yeah. over it. <laughs> so once we uh, we went over to like the office, unhooked. Wait, have you changed it yet? Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, I did. When we left there, I did. So we went over to the office, unhooked, and I actually drove the jeep around for five or ten minutes looking for a spot, just something. Uh, with a little bit more space, just because um, a lot of those palm trees, I don't know if it's because it's windy there a lot or what, but they all have a little bit of a lean to them. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just because they're so tall. So some of them lean right into the campsite, right where your RV is going to be, or like right where one or two of our slides were going to be. So I just kind of wanted to find the perfect spot. And there was kind of slim pickings. There wasn't a ton of openings when we got there. But wasn't it wasn't it there that one of the nights something from the palm tree fell on us? Yeah. Was that there? Yeah. Like one yeah. of the little We all kind of pieces. woke up. We all woke up and was like, 
what was that? Even Kylie, she was like, what was that? And then she was like sleeping in a second later. But <laughs> I was <laughs> like, I think something just fell. Tony was like, he was it sleeping. It woke me up too. Yeah, he woke him up. He was sleeping and he's like, it was a coconut. <laughs> and I lay there for a second and I'm like, a coconut? What? You had to process it for a <laughs> yeah, second. Yeah. Like, Dad just said that to get you to go back to sleep. Probably. But he was sleeping too. So I think he... It sounded like a coconut. <laughs> I mean, it was huge sounding. So once we got the perfect spot picked, actually, I found a spot, and as I was walking back to the RV, I passed by another one that had a little bit more space. So I actually grabbed the Jeep and threw it over there and then went back to the RV. One thing that I don't really care for in a lot of the thousand trails around the country is, like, the pick-your-own-spot. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'd rather just have them give me, me my site number and just go there. But... Once in a while, you get lucky, like in Washington and Newport. We actually got a really sweet spot by doing it that way. So sometimes it works out. Other times, it's just kind of a pain in the butt. And right down the road, there was the playground. I didn't go to that playground. Was it nice? Uh, It was kind of (laughs) small. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of small. And right next to that is like the little dog run area, which is also kind of small. It's just like a fenced-in side yard. But and is there grass? There's no grass. It's oh. all sand. That is so weird to me. And a lot of people don't pick up after them. There's signs all over saying, you know, pick up after your dog and yada, yada, yada. There's even a sign that says if you see somebody not pick up after the dog, report them. It wow. must be that big of a problem there. So we actually only went there a few times and I quit going there because it was always gross. But it's just sand anyway. So you might as well just take them to our part, our, you know, like our camp spot. Yep. And... Right outside, right by the dumpster, there was a big, right around a palm tree, there was like a section of grass that was growing. So we just would go there every time instead. <laughs> the only bad thing is, you know, the dogs didn't get a lot of off-leash time there. <clears throat> but on the playground, um, kind of by the house uh, on the side, there was um, a rock climbing thing with a rope, and you could like hold it while you're going up, and yeah. it's fun. There was also a pool and a hot tub, but I don't think we went. We didn't end up going because most of the time we were there, it was pretty cool. Yeah, it was cold and windy and rainy. We had our first dust storm, but that was wild. Like yeah. we were all inside and all of a sudden it just started getting windy for about like five minutes. Ten feet away from our RV, you couldn't see it. Yeah, it was just brown. And that lasted for about five minutes. I recorded a little bit of that. I think I shared a story or something. It also rained quite a bit when we were there. Yep. But that was right when... There was a lot of storms and stuff, like, in Northern California. Yeah. There was a lot of, like, uh, like rain. major flooding. Flooding. We didn't get any of that, um, but it did rain a couple days. Yep. And in the little, um, the dirt and sand around the campsites, there's, like, all those little sticker burrs. Mm, yep. So I had to pull a lot of those out of the dog's paws. But it was a pretty cool park. Uh, they had a lot of different activities going on. Yep. and. Different things that you could do. It was clean. It was nice. Pretty close to everything that we needed, grocery stores and gas and all mm-hmm. that stuff. But I'd go back there, and the biggest thing, it was pretty convenient to go to Joshua Tree. How far away was it? Well, there it depends on which entrance you go to. There's a south entrance, which I think is about 40 minutes away. Okay. Then there's the north or maybe northwest entrance. That one is like an hour and 20 or hour and 30 minutes away. And then so that there's was a, a Jeep drive. Trailway, which we'll talk about shortly. Yeah. There is also boondocking right outside Joshua Tree. Yeah. But we did not do that. But we did drive by it, and it seems pretty cool. Pretty I open, think, and yeah. there was a lot of people there, a lot of nicer rigs. You know, sometimes you worry about some of those, you know, nice weather boondocking spots, and you see a lot of people who have just set up camp there and just decided to live there. Didn't really see much of that. I think if we go back there, I would like to boondock right outside. The park is really, really big, and it takes mm-hmm. a lot of time to drive through it. I think it would be useful if you were staying right outside the park. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because we actually had to drive still, you know, 40 minutes back to our campsite. Yep. Uh, so I think staying right outside the park. And I would like to go back there. There was a lot of cool stuff. The kids had a lot of fun, and we'll talk about that shortly. And there's also boondocking just on the north side of the park, which is super close to the entrance. It's not like the south side, which is... Right outside of the fir- the gate. However, it's the close. south side, you still drive. Once you go through that gate, you still drive like... Like a half hour. Or something. <laughs> before you get into like the main part of the park. Yep. Would, you, of course, would you think staying in the north one would be better then? 
I don't know because we didn't check that one out. We drove through oh, the south side okay. boondocking area, the BLM, but we didn't go to the north side. I wanted to, but we kind of ran out of time. Well, let's talk about Joshua Tree. Yeah. Some of the stuff that we did. So we'll talk about the best thing last, I think, the Jeep Trail. We'll talk yeah. about that part last. Uh but we did go in and out of all of the different gates. I think there's three gates. Yep. One is like the northwest site. Yep. And that's right right out of Joshua Tree, the town called Joshua Tree. So when you go into the west gate, you're going to go through the town of Joshua Tree first, where there's a visitor center, which we went in. That was pretty cool. They had a lot of good stuff in there. So before you can actually get into the gate from we'll say Joshua Tree Visitor Center, you kind of have to drive through a neighborhood for a few miles, if you guys remember that. There's a bunch of houses on both sides. You're kind of going up. We we did end up waiting in line to get in for maybe about 10 minutes. At that entrance. At that entrance, mm -hmm. uh, which wasn't bad. And it was I think it was on a Friday or Saturday that we went in that gate. Uh, but then once you get in, you have to drive for about eight or nine miles to really get into anything before you start getting into any picnic areas or trailheads. And you don't really start to see Joshua trees. There's a lot of cool rock formations and stuff all along the way. And you see some mountains and stuff. I think I've noticed that the Joshua trees start at at least 2,500 feet to 3,000 feet elevation. Yeah, once you start getting into a little bit of elevation, then they'll start popping up. I don't know if that's true. I don't know if that's the number. I think, I think it is just because every time there was none... And then when we just started seeing them, I would look at our elevation and it would be about that yeah. 3,000 feet. So if you're in the park and you're under that, you probably won't see them unless I'm wrong with my theory. Uh, if you're above that, you probably will see them like almost almost the entire time you're above that elevation. Yeah, there's some stretches that you can't help but see them. There's yeah. so, so many. So anyways, you drive in the first eight or nine miles. There's great views. Not much else other than that. And then there's like a little offshoot, right? If you continue on the main road past the first picnic area and a couple trailheads, you'll get into the Hidden Valley area. And then if you continue south, there'll be signs for Keys View. It's a big overlook. It, I think that's about another five or six miles south. And you start climbing up in elevation. So what it is, you kind of actually go up to the top of a ridge. I want to say it's right around maybe 5,000 feet or so elevation. And the, the, as you go up, you can walk up even more on the paved trail. And there's a big overlook with a bunch of signs and stuff. And we were hoping, what we'd kind of researched before we went there, was we could see the San Andreas Fault. When we got there, it was it was actually on a cold day. And it was super windy. Mm -hmm. So we walked around. I think we, me and the girls went first. Yeah, because we had the dogs. So we yep. had to take turns. Yep. So we went up and we checked out, read some of the signs. We went looking to see if we could see the San Andreas Fault, which I wasn't like expecting a huge like crack in the earth or anything, but I, I thought was. it would be like a little bit more prominent. <laughs> but all it is is kind of like a discolored strip that you can see. I was expecting a hole to the middle of the earth out there <laughs> that I could see. <laughs> it, that day it was very hazy because of the wind and stuff. So we didn't really have that great of views, um, but we walked around. You, there's actually a couple other sections that you can see other rock formations and stuff like that. It's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. So we ended up walking around that. You guys went out and took some pictures as well. Mm -hmm. It was a really, it was still really pretty views and yeah. really cool. Yeah, on there. a clear day, uh, it would be way better. Yes, for sure. So then we drive out of there and get back to the intersection or whatever yeah. it is. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like the Hidden Valley area. Um, and at that point, we actually went into a turnout like a picnic area, and we did a jeepnik. Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, so that, where we stopped, was actually had, like, that rock that looked like it was going to fall. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was called something. I, like, I don't, it's not on the map, named oh, okay. on the map. Um, it's just a big turnout. There was, like, a bathroom there. Mm -hmm. uh, Lexi and I, there was, like, a rock that was kind of slanted over another smoother rock, and there was a little crack between it. And Lexi and I got in there and acted like dragons. Yeah, it was like a cave. <laughs> yeah, but we had some, I think, tacos or something. Well, what we did was we did tacos, and we did flatbread pizzas. Oh, yes. Yeah. No, no, we did uh, the chicken tacos. Oh, yeah. And while we right after that, uh, the girls played around on the rocks. And it was cool because... 
all around the park, there's all these huge rock formations. And it's all kind of like smooth. And easy to climb on. I don't know if well, it's sandstone or what. It's not smooth. It's rough. Well, it's rough, but it looks smooth. <laughs> yeah. It and, looks smooth uh, and it's easy to climb. It is because it's very grippy. But at the very top of this huge mound of rocks was a even bigger rock that looked like it was like balancing kind of. Mm-hmm. It looked like it was going to fall on all those people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the rocks through the whole park, and we'll talk about this as we go through the park here, but there are a lot of sections. These rocks are huge. Yeah. It, it looks like they were giants played with them and just like were stacking them up and playing with them and whatever, and then they just kind of crumbled, and then they got up and like left. Yeah. It, it, it's I've never seen anything like it. It's just very unique. Yeah, it was pretty interesting mm-hmm. to see them all over the place, like in piles, like big rock piles. Yeah, the first batch we saw was coming out of the Jeep Trail, which we'll we'll talk about. Um, but it was like unbelievable. I was like, "What? What is all that? Yeah. Like, it, what happened? Was there an earthquake here? I mean, what is all that? <laughs> like, I know just- there's just a bunch of piles of giant rocks stacked in." piles yeah. in with the middle no of nowhere dirt, with no dirt in between them so it was yeah. just the weirdest thing to see um but then as you drive through the park you'll see these throughout and they're you can play on them and do have, there's no sign saying stay off so yeah. people are climbing all over them and it yeah was a there's a few really tall rocks that we saw people climbing on yeah and there's actually spots to do actual rock climbing there too if you have the gear another section we drove through was the queen valley road and the Desert Queen Mine Road. So these are like a sandy two-track, and it goes through a bunch of rocks, and it goes through a bunch of Joshua trees. Yeah, we did that at sunset, which was really cool because yep. the sun was actually setting in front of us. Yep. And so we got to see, like, the silhouettes of the Joshua trees and the sun setting. It was really pretty. Yep. And the sunset was kind of, like, raising on some pile of rocks, and it was super pretty. Yeah, a lot of times you get that orange, that golden hour. (laughs) But that's a pretty drive. It's pretty much doable, and I'd say any type of vehicle. It wasn't anything crazy. Kind of in that area is the Jumbo Rocks Campground. Uh, We we actually stopped there a couple different times. Um, In this area. One time at night. Yeah, this entire, the Jumbo Rock Campground, first of all, is a really cool spot to stay if you're smaller, if you're a smaller rig. I would definitely try to stay in there because it's just really cool. You have these huge rocks behind you, um, but you need a lot of space. We definitely would not have fit in there. Um, how much, how big do you think you could be in there? I would, I mean, most of the rigs that we saw in there were probably 25 feet or less. Out of all the campgrounds that are there, I'm, I don't know how big rig accessible they are. Mm-hmm. The, the campgrounds that we saw, like the Jumbo Rocks, and then there's another one. It was a little bit smaller. It was like a two-loop campground. Those were pretty much all vans when we mm-hmm. when we went back there and like some Jeep tents and stuff like that. So, but the Jumbo Rock area is really cool. It's not just that campground, but that whole little area has these just giant rocks that you can climb on. And the kids, I mean, we parked and let the kids play. It was freezing cold. Yeah. So I got I out didn't a cu- mind. I got out a couple times to like walk around with them, and I'm just like, yeah, never mind. I'm gonna go sit in the Jeep with the dogs. Yeah, it, it was just, just so freezing. windy. Yeah, it was windy. Yeah. It was so there's, cold. There was this one. Um, there's this one rock that it was like a slide, but it was a rock. So we, and it was thin, so we didn't climb up to the top. But Dad did, and it was. And I climbed up about halfway, and I was like, ah, no, not anymore. <laughs> yeah, that was at a picnic area. And I think shortly after that, you get into um, where Skull Rock is, right? Yep. Okay, so this area is really cool. You're driving on a road, and there are just bunch of mountain like rocks on the left side of you. Well, it doesn't matter, whatever side. There's a bunch of rocks on one side of the road, and on the other side, there's rocks over there too, but they're more flat and not as high up. But on the one side, people are just climbing all over all of these yep. rocks, and it's a very busy area because that is where you find Skull Rock. Um, which looks like a skull. We have pictures of the girls. I'll throw it in the show notes. Um, it has like the eyes and the mouth. And well, I don't know if it has a mouth, but it yeah, looks yeah. like a skull. Like, yep, it has like the two eye sockets and a nose. It actually looks more like a actual human face. <laughs> it's pretty wild how it formed. Yeah, and it's just in a in a in a huge rock. 
but you can climb over there. You can get pictures with it. And it's right off the road. So people park right there along the road. And then they just climb all over these rocks. And there's people everywhere. Yeah, it's a super... It's right off the road. So everybody stops and uh, goes out. And all in the surrounding area on that side by Skull Rock, there we climbed all over it. The girls took me out and... We climbed up in through cracks and well, up on so, top of hills. So what happened is we went out first, the girls and I, and I took pictures of them at the Skull Rock. And then they started climbing and I had like anxiety because <laughs> I'm like, get down because it's like high up, you know? Like, it's not that high. It's like two kids, feet taller than that. But the kids are just, you know, they'll just get up and like run to another side. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, if you fell off and broke your arm, I wouldn't even be able to get to you. Like, Stop. And so I said, let's go back. You get your dad, and then you can do all this stuff because he'll let you. Yeah. <laughs> and once dad came out, he took a couple of pictures of Skull Rock. Then there was, like, this crack up to this, like, flat rock kind of. So Kylie and I first went up and then went we down. We showed dad the way up. Yeah, mm-hmm. but dad didn't want to go that way, so he tried going around, but it was squished. So Yeah, it was blocked by a huge boulder. Yeah. Then once he was over there, he took a couple thick pictures of Skull Rock again. And so then he just came up the little crack in. And then once you come down and see the a new world, <laughs> it was like little trails in between these big, huge boulders. And it was like, kind of like a maze, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it just went for miles. In miles. Seems like it was so much fun. And it what even, what made it even more fun was it was cold and windy. I didn't think that <laughs> if it wasn't cold and windy, I would have stayed out there with you guys. Um it and also so when you went down that little side on the other side of the uh big boulder, you kind of slid down, but you didn't have to slide down. And then you walk down the little ramp to get to all of the other rocks. Yeah. It was it wasn't like an actual ramp that someone made. It was a natural ramp. Yeah. <laughs> and when we we all went down on the backside through this like little crack that you kind of have to like spread out and scramble down. By the time we were done like climbing on all the other stuff, I was going to go around Skull Rock, but everywhere that I went in the little maze ended up being a dead end. So we had to go back out. But luckily, even even though it's kind of like tight and it's kind of vertical, because it's so grippy, grippy, like sandstone or whatever it is, it makes it pretty easy to climb. Yeah, like we were able to, I was able to spread out like a sloth. If you're not scared or of a, Not a sloth, a spider, like across <laughs> each rock. Yeah. It was so grippy. Doesn't feel good on the hands, but as long as you're wearing decent shoes, like I wouldn't wear flip-flops or anything out while you're climbing around there. But that was fun. We spent a lot of time there climbing around and taking pictures, and I took some GoPro video and stuff. There's also a small hike there that you can find Heart Rock. I'll actually link to it in the show notes. Um, This is something that we wanted to do really bad, but you do have to walk to it. And again, we had our dog, so we were not able to take turns. I I wasn't waiting in the car for them to go do it, and they weren't waiting in the car for me to go do it. So we weren't able to go do it. One of the reasons we didn't end up taking turns to do, because I think it's about a 20-minute hike. Yeah. Yep, and it's extreme. It was extremely cold. I know you guys are laughing about that, but we don't have winter clothes, and it was very cold. I mean, it could have snowed. It was that cold. <laughs> I think yeah, it, it almost cold. did. Yeah. It like was... this cloud, the sky was gray with clouds. <laughs> yeah, if you, if you go all the way to the eastern intersection, if you head south, that's where you'd find the, the trailhead for the Heart Rock. If you continue go south, or that's Pinto Basin Road. We went to the Choya Cactus Garden. That's a super easy hike. It's doable for all ages. It might even be wheelchair accessible. It's, it's wide enough. Yeah, and it's just, it's like a, didn't they have just like little rocks down? I no, think, maybe think, not. Maybe I'm making I don't up. remember what you were, what we were walking on, but I know it's super wide and, and it's they got have a border. Like a, yeah, border. They have like a border around it, so it's it's easy to walk around it. But you go through the middle of the most choya cactus I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and it's just this. I don't know how big that area is, but it's just that area. And then you drive out of it. It's yeah, so crazy. Yeah, you drive in it. 
you you start to see them here and there, and then they're just everywhere. Then you go to the little trailhead, you go through it, and you drive for maybe a minute, and then you're completely out of it. And I have to say, out of all the cactuses that we've seen in Arizona, those are the meanest. Yeah. <laughs> I know firsthand about that one. I think they may be the meanest. <laughs> I don't know if there is a meaner one. <laughs> They're like Velcro on steroids, but with barbs that latch into your skin mm-hmm. yeah they're like magnets they look super sweet and cuddly and then once they're on you they just like they're like little devils yeah you definitely want to touch them they look fuzzy yeah like yeah. i've every time i've seen them i'm like i could hug that it looks huggable that's probably why they're called teddy bear yes <laughs> as you make your way down towards the southern entrance um there is a, a jeep trail that we did not do because we didn't have the time. It's called Old Dale Road. That one goes, depending, if you're in the park and you take it, you'll go out of the park. When I looked it up on our one of our off-road maps, I think it was like 20-something miles. So that's going to be a, you know, a good half-a-day trail if mm-hmm. you decide to do that one. And there is warning signs at the beginning of the trail. It says, you know, be prepared, have four-wheel drive, high clearance. It does say... Unprepared people have died on this trail, you know, if you don't take water and food and stuff. and Because there's no service. There's no cell service or anything like that. So you'd have to have some sort of radio, you know, a Garmin or something with mm-hmm. a, you know, SOS on it. So just keep that in mind if you're going to do Old Dale Road. It's pretty remote. Bring your Starlink. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. Tape it onto your roof of the Jeep <laughs> or car. There is a north entrance station that we drove out of. At one, one of our visits. So there are two entrances in the north half of the park. There's the one that's on the west that we've already talked about. That's the one we've kind of come in for this little tour through Joshua Tree that we're yep. talking about. And then there's another entrance that's shortly after Skull Rock and all of that. Yep, if you head north at the intersection. That's called the north entrance? Yep. And um, where you'll find Oasis Visitor Center. And then if you continue on, like, kind of the main road or whatever keep going there's going to be a south entrance but there's also another entrance that's the jeep trail that you're talking about right to go out so that that one is a jeep trail the longer 20 mile trail that you just mentioned that one also leaves the park so you could technically do that if you wanted to um, but if you go south and you drive out there's not much on that road at least that i can remember um, I mean, pretty views, stuff like that. And then there's another visitor center at near that. Yeah, entrance. at the south entrance, there's Cottonwood Visitor Center. We went to that one as well, I think, didn't we? Yeah, but that's it's super small. All right, cool. I think that's, oh, I, yeah, I think that's it inside the park, the main part of the park at least. Now let's go off-roading in the park. Between the Keys View and the Jumbo Rocks, is a dirt road that drives to the south. Yep. <laughs> and it is called the Geology Tour Road inside of the park. That's what it's called. I think there should be a sign there named that. Yep. Um, this is a very cool Jeep trail that we actually did. Um, we started it from the other end and drove into the park. Um, but you could easily do it in the park going out as well if you wanted. Yeah, if you do Geology Tour Road, I, they recommend having a high-clearance vehicle. But I think we saw like a GMC Acadia or something back there. So I don't know how doable it is. I know the part that we did, it was pretty rough. I don't know how nice of a vehicle you'd want to take back there just because of how rough it is. But the geology tour road itself is pretty cool. I think there's like a little loop there, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you can do part of this Jeep trail and not do the whole thing. We actually drove from outside of the park into the park. So where we were staying... It was actually the closest way to get into the park was this really cool Jeep trail. And from our end, it's called Burdu Canyon Road. That turns into the Geology Tour Road that goes into the park. Yep. So it's a really cool Jeep trail. The whole beginning, though, the Burdu Canyon part, I would say you do need a lifted vehicle. Yeah. And I don't, I don't really, I don't think that we used four-wheel drive at all, maybe once. I don't think we use four-wheel drive, but it is tight, too. So I wouldn't be, yep. I don't know about a truck Yeah, if you had a yeah. full-size truck or, a, you know, a dually or something like that. 
I don't think that's doable because there's a couple sections where we squeezed through. Yeah. Our tires fun. rubbed. Yeah. Uh, but that was a really neat way to come into the park, and we can get into more detail about that trail here in a second. But you can come into it from inside the park going onto the road, um, or you can go the other way. If you're not wanting to do the whole trail, which is the tight section that we're going to talk about, mm-hmm. um, you can just do the geology tour part, which is just kind of a loop. Yep. So you could do that whole loop, and it, it does a lot of cool stuff. And it's a, it'll, it's a long drive, just yeah. that geology tour road. It, you go down into a valley, then you go kind of like um, kind of like skirt around some mountains, and then go when you finish the loop, you'll drive back out that same way. And again, we didn't do the whole loop, so I don't know that section we didn't do, but the section that we did do, I think that you could pretty much have any vehicle. It was I just would say bumpy. Any, anything with a little higher clearance. Yeah, we didn't use four-wheel drive, but. Yeah. Yeah, I probably wouldn't take, you know, something too low, but. I wouldn't take your grandpa's Cadillac out there. <laughs> Mostly because it was just bumpy, but yeah. I don't remember there being too many, but I could be wrong. I just, I don't remember there being too many areas that you need to be too lifted. Yep, nope. But it's amazing views, and you get to see those really cool rocks, and um, it's it's cool. And I'm sure if you do the whole tour, there there may be even an audio tour or something that you can do from the park. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure on that, but I would assume there is, just because of you do see so many cool geological features yep. <laughs> that they have to explain it somehow. Yeah, and as you're coming out, you can actually see it coming south into the loop, or as you're driving out, you'll be driving north. You go next to this mountain. The end of the mountain looks like it has just crumbled away into nothing. It just big rocks. And then it basically starts forming back into the mountain. So it looks like almost like there was an earthquake or something. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, thousands of earthquakes over the last, the history of the earth. That made the end of this mountain just turn into rubble. But it's cool because you can actually see what's going to happen. Um, so let me explain that a little better. So there's the mountain that Tony's saying. So that's like a brown mountain. It has dirt. It has everything. And then as you start moving out towards the end of the mountain, you start seeing these like rocks, but there's still a little bit of dirt around them. And then as it gets out, you can see that that dirt has literally, that's, you know, it's the dirt. Those rocks are inside that mountain. And -hmm. then the, the dirt is like falling out of it. (laughs) (laughs) because of earthquakes or whatever and it's leaving behind these huge rocks and it's just the coolest thing because it almost looks like a timeline of yeah that's exactly what i was trying to say you said it much better (laughs) it looks like a timeline of how it happened right there in front of your eyes you can see it yeah it's pretty neat all right so let's talk about the jeep trail from the way we came in we can talk about it that way so we drive in yeah we left uh, we left Palm Desert, the Palm Springs campground, and we drove over to Indio Hills, which I think was only about a 25-minute drive. And as you go up Purdue Canyon Road, you'll see there's a... So, yeah, this would be like... This was the shortest way for us to get into the park. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, if it wasn't such a long Jeep trail, it would have been the best way for us to go in every single time because we were there very quick. The other ways were a pretty long drive. Yep. As you start making your way up Purdue Canyon Road, there's it's. I think there's some BLM and stuff there. Um, you'll see we passed a bunch of people that had set up to like do some target shooting and stuff. So those people were scattered all about. And that area is very trashed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's very very bad. Um, like I'm surprised they haven't shut it down. That yeah. Bad. It won't be long if they leave it as messy as it was. That's the only bad thing about shooting on federal land is people don't care to clean it up. We saw we saw a guy just emptying out the back of his truck. Yeah, I don't know if it's just from shooting. It looks like people just dump yeah, their trash knows. out there. But I think we drove about a mile or two in. And then, um, so this was like an old mining area. So there was, there's some pavement that's left behind, but it's intermittent. So there's sections of pavement. And Where then, you're driving, and then all of a sudden there's nothing. Then there's nothing. <laughs> and you have to, like, climb it's rough. Uh, there was one section where we were driving. We hit another section of pavement. But as you get closer to what looked like a little hill, it actually was where the pavement ended, and there was, like, a four-foot drop-off. <laughs> and as we were coming through, there was, like, a 
uh, Jeep tour, or something? Hummer tour, or yeah. something like that, coming through. And as we were parked at the edge, the guy made a comment like he wanted to watch us do it. I'm like, <laughs> I'm not doing that. So I backed up and I went down the side, which was less rough. But as you get into the canyon, you know, there's like some tall canyon walls. There's rocks everywhere. You drive in and out of a lot of sandy washes. You get to see a lot of the veins and the rocks yep. with different um, different minerals different and stuff. Different minerals, which was really cool. There was a couple that were super pink, shiny, gold looking. And yeah. it, was real, it was really cool. Yep. And um, I think we drove on that trail for about an hour. And we're going pretty slow. Maybe an hour to hour and 20 minutes or something. But there's a couple sections where you get into like these little slot canyons that are just wide enough for your vehicle and it kind of winds like an S. <laughs> so you'd go, you go into it and then you turn to the right and you kind of go backwards a little bit or, you know, an overextended S curve. And then it does the same thing back to go north again. And we stopped a bunch of times. We were taking pictures. And at one point we stopped as towards the end of uh, the trail getting into the park. We stopped to take a couple pictures, and we looked behind, and turns out the whole time you're on Purdue Canyon Road driving into the park, you're climbing an elevation. And mm-hmm. I think you actually have about 3,500 feet yeah. of elevation gain. And it's not – you don't really feel like it. No. So it's a much slower um, slower gain. Yeah. But still, it was really cool. But then it's cool because when you come in that way um, – when you get about 3,000 feet, I'm telling you, there's something to this, but yep. <laughs> when you get about 3,000 feet, you do start seeing the Joshua trees. And it was really cool to see them come into the scenery. Yeah. Um, and then we got to stop and so- stop on the side of the road and see some like really big Joshua trees that mm-hmm. probably most of the park never see. Yeah, because this road is not easily accessible. Yeah. Really cool. But that was a lot of fun. We had uh, good fun on that trail. By the time we got into the park, it was about sunset. So, yeah, we, you know, overall, we were probably on the trail for a couple hours just because we were goofing around and stopping and taking pictures and video and stuff like that, looking at all the stuff. So it was just about sunset. We got some good sunset pictures while we were out there. And then we drove out through the south side, the Cottonwood mm-hmm. entrance. I think we did like a U, U-turn. Yep. U-E. <laughs> yep. So we took Geology Tour Road out to the main road, and then all the way down to the south entrance. And by that time, it was dark. So we drove through the the lower southern half in the dark. So that means we had to come back. Yeah, so if you have a, you know, lifted vehicle, especially if you have a Jeep, but, I mean, other <laughs> vehicles could probably do it as well, uh, I would highly recommend that off-road trail. Uh, I think it's very cool. It's a cool way to go into the park. You get to do two cool things. You get to do a off-road I say Jeep trail. You get to do a Jeep trail and you get to go into Joshua Tree National Park. And you get to see it from like the back end or the behind the scenes of the park, which is really neat. Pro tip, there's no entrance gate on Purdue Canyon Road. Yeah. So you know. You're just in it. (laughs) (laughs) There was a lot of fun little obstacles on the trail. There was some little ledges and stuff. Like I said, we didn't really need four-wheel drive for anything. But... um. Depending on your vehicle. And I don't think we got lost, really. I don't nope. think there were, I think it was a pretty straightforward trail. Yep. Yeah, we tracked it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if I if I can, I'll share the, the coordinates and stuff like that. Overall, what are your thoughts about Joshua Tree? I really, really like them. Where does I it... like the Joshua Trees because they actually look like trees. And some of them, they're little, like, the tops of them. That holds all the little spines or whatever those are on top. Some of them are giant. Yeah, they were very old Joshua trees, you could mm-hmm. tell. They look hairy, I think. Like the trunk looks hairy. They're very To me, they look like, I would say they were like, almost like fireworks. <laughs> yeah. Or they look very excited. Some of them are like <laughs> extra, like explodey looking. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But the trunk itself is kind of hairy looking, I think. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, but it definitely is a tree. It's definitely unique. Mm-hmm. It's cool. So overall, where does it stand on our national park list? Like towards the top, middle, bottom. Don't give me a number. That's just too hard at this point. Uh, middle. 
Middle? Yeah, I would say middle, too. Middle, yeah. I'd say upper middle for me. Mm-hmm. Upper middle. It's gorgeous area. It has some unique features that you can't see at any other park. Yep. Um, like giant boulders. So, t- actually, it'd be at the top for me because I love the boulders. The boulders. The boulders. The boulders. <laughs> the boulders. I would say it's similar to Petrified Forest. Yeah. For me, I mean, Petrified Forest was also really cool, I thought, and it kind of fit in the same area. It's not, like, jaw-dropping um, for me, but it's pretty darn cool. Yeah. It's in its own category because, you know, it's one of the only places you can find the Joshua Trees. Another thing I will say about this park is it's actually pretty huge. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it was going to be this big. You don't you don't just breeze through this on one little like, yeah. That's why I couple said hour trip. It's almost better if you stay at the boondocking spot because it's right outside the park, so yeah. you could easily go in and spend some time in there. Yep. And there's a lot of good hikes in here. There's a sweet jeep trail. Yeah, um, couple, couple, probably. and it's a bummer that we didn't get to do the other one. We just weren't ready to do that. If it would be different if we had planned for it and then did it, but we just kind of drove by and wanted to look and decided that it probably that day wasn't the best day to do it because we didn't have any water or any food with us. <laughs> we didn't, well, we had water, we always have water, but we never we didn't have any trail food. Yeah, all right, before we wrap this one up, let's do a gear review. Who doesn't love new gear or fun gadgets? Let us share with you what's new to us. And loved. In the RV, our Jeep, and our new tech. So what are we reviewing? This week we're going to review the DJI Mini 3 Pro drone. We have had this for four or five months. Yep. The drone we had before was our first drone. That was a DJI Mavic Pro Platinum. Uh, that was a pretty cool one. I think I got that one. Um, I actually traded one of my expen- lenses, my camera bodies for it. Oh, camera uh, body. Through, what's that place in New York? Um, Adorama. Adorama. Mm-hmm. I traded Adorama, my camera body, one of my camera bodies for the drone because I knew it was, it was before we were going to get on the road, so we had it at our house. And it was fun to play with, although we never really got the best color quality out of this one. We shot a lot of videos, did a lot of pictures and stuff, and it was fun. It was, I guess it was good to learn with, but I was never super happy with the quality. No matter what setting I put it on, it just wasn't, I guess, it wasn't good enough. Yeah, I agree. So we actually got this one. One of the big reasons we got this one is for, well, couple good reasons it's so compact it's actually super small and the one battery that it comes with is it keeps it under 249 grams which means you don't really have to register it the entire setup like the drone the batteries everything is in a box that's half as big as the box we had before yeah another really good thing about this camera which is what you like the most is Mm -hmm. you can shoot in vertical yes so if we want to make a, a quick story or a quick reel or something like that you can put it on vertical and do that and then just export it right to your phone. So that makes it pretty cool. Where the other one, you just have to crop it. And it, unless you set it up for that shot to, to be cropped later, it doesn't look good. So that's what I, I really like that feature too. Because usually when I fly it and I'll, I'll take a video of like the area we're camping or somewhere where we visit, I'll do a, a wide angle shot and then I'll go back and I'll do a vertical shot. And the big... The other big reason is right out of the camera, it's super clear. It's really good video. Yeah. it's It looks really good right out of the camera with no editing. Yep. And this can shoot 4K, 60 frames a second. Super, you can run it super slow-mo, high frame rate. It's really nice. Good image quality in video and picture. And that little guy is strong. Yeah, it has really good wind resistance. We've tested it in... Two different times we've put it up. It, we probably shouldn't have. One, it was not, I mean, it didn't get up, but it, we just wanted to see. It was so windy. Like, the door, when we would get out of the Jeep, the door was, like, flying open. Yeah, it was about a 30-mile-an-hour wind. So all I did was just, I launched it, and I let it go up about four feet. Just watched to see what it would do. That way, and we were in a big, wide-open area. I could go get it if I had to. It, wouldn't, it wasn't going to fly away on me. But it fought the wind for, it, it. Let the wind blow it for probably about 10 feet, and then before it finally stabilized, 
And at that point, it was it was at like a super harsh angle, but the obviously it's on a gimbal. The camera is on a gimbal. It was smooth as heck. So that's one thing that I really like. Not that I would really fly it. And it was high trying so hard though. It looked it so was. cute. <laughs> it was like pushing on it. <laughs> the other time we flew it way up, we were actually up on like a raised up area, and it was super windy up there. Yep. And I was a little bit nervous on that one because there was really, I mean, if you flew away, it could fly away here. Yeah, at that point, we were kind of at a <laughs> overlook area. Uh-huh. And we were with friends, and we wanted to get a, a photo of overall of our whole thing, like our rigs and everything. Yep. Um, it was a cool shot, though. It ended up working out. Yeah. Yeah, that time it was fighting it pretty good, too. One of my absolute favorite features about this whole setup, the Mini 3 Pro, the remote incorporates a screen. With the Mavic Pro, I'd have to take my phone out of its case, plug my phone into the remote, and then connect everything. And I think for that reason, I flew it a lot less. Yeah, because it was like a pain. Yeah, my phone needed to be charged or something like that. You can't really, you know, it, they all, everything has to be have a good battery. So it was it was like one of those things where, and the case was way way bigger. Had it in a hard case, and. So you'd have to take it, it out of the of case. Yeah. yeah, you'd have to take your phone out of the case. You'd have to stick your case on there or your phone on the device. Yep. So I think for that reason, I flew it less than I probably should have. Mm-hmm. This one, you fly a lot more. This one, I just it's got a little slim hard case that we bought for it. But this one, you literally turn the remote on. You turn the drone on. It takes about a minute for everything to boot up and connect and hook up to the GPS. Then you're ready to go. Mm-hmm. And it's all touchscreen. It has all kinds of like intelligent modes, like follow me and active track. Yeah. Yeah, And they work really well. Even uh, on the Mavic Pro, we would have a lot of trouble with the follow me mode. It would lose us super easy. Even going slow. still kind of loses us. We still have to mess around with it some more, but it definitely does it a lot better. If you go in and out of trees, it'll lose you easy. Like in shadows. But wide open, this one, it tracked us pretty good on one of our trails. We use it a lot for finding uh, the trail. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we've used it to locate our uh, tr- the trail that we got off of. We've used it at the Quartzsite RV show to find RVs that we wanted to look at because <laughs> yeah. we couldn't find them. Yep. But <laughs> I'm super happy with this little guy, and it's it's so small. And, like, it's if I didn't want to have it in the hard case, if we were going for a hike or something, I could throw it in a – the pocket of my backpack and yeah. the remote can go in the other pocket and it's good to go. I don't have to carry the big case where the, where the other drone was just much, much bigger. It's very convenient. So before we got the little one, I was worried because it was so little. I was nervous that it wouldn't be as good or we'd have to worry about it flying away, but actually it's not. It's, I think it's stronger or I don't know. I don't know if it's stronger than the other one, but it definitely feels like, it has its act together. Yeah, I, I, I think the just the, you know, the technology's improved. The drone that I had was, I don't know, maybe 2018, mm-hmm. something like that. So over the last five years, they've improved it. The sense obstacle sensing stuff, I usually leave that stuff on because I'm, sometimes I fly a little willy-nilly. <laughs> so cactuses yeah cactuses and trees i did land the other one in a tree one time but i was able to get it it didn't have any damage or anything i say i'm really happy with it Mm it's been a good purchase i agree i agree i like it a lot we should just maybe get some of those videos up i don't think we've shared any of them (laughs) (laughs) they're really cool i've seen them they look good (laughs) so we need to start sharing some i think they're safer in a file All right, cool. I think that's a wrap for this podcast. If you need the show notes, again, it's episode 65. So it's thefailers.com slash 65. The park, way cool. If you have an off-road vehicle, do that trail or do the other one, maybe. Um, we don't. We can't give you an exact idea of the other one because yeah. we didn't do it. But um, I think... If you've done Old Dale Road, let us know how it is. Yeah, I think we will be going back there for sure. Um, we'll be boondocking, and when we do boondock, we will do that other trail yep. for sure. Well, that'll do it. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. 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 Don't forget to stick around for the bloopers. We'll talk more about that in a little bit. Go ahead. Right after our sponsor. <laughs>
I'm gonna have to keep clearing my throat since I had to uh, run a quarter of a mile today. <laughs> it rained. We had our first haboob. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a huge dust storm. Do you remember that? Haboob. Yeah, but I didn't know that's what it was called. I'm pretty sure. I'll take that out, haboob, in case that's not what it's called. But I'm almost sure it is. <laughs> <laughs> And it really did stink there. You already knew the answer to that? <laughs> I thought I would stump you. <laughs> I don't really know. Okay. And one of the... I don't want to say that. Oh, <laughs> I know you're going to talk about. What? And while we were there, we were driving around, <laughs> and all of a sudden, these two rocks, they look like boobs, so we named it Boob Rock. <laughs> <laughs> it actually looked like a giant... With boobs. <laughs> so the boobs were like hanging real low. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> and I don't really, I'm not sure what the, how, what. Hmm. Take four. And I, it, it, it just. <laughs> Lexi, she's insane. This is her talking. It goes like this. I watch her and she goes, I can't do it. It's like. They should name that area Playground. Devil's Playground or something. Yeah, Devil's Playground. Why? I don't know because it's like a playground and it's a skull. So. Mm. Like the skull there. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so that is. Oh, I'm clear. I, you gotta bring me back. Bring me back. There you go. I'm back. Uh, no, I'm not back. Eight. You remember that one time that keep going? You like lost hearing in one of your ears, and then it came back. There, there. No. Eighteen minutes left until lunchtime. Burdu Canyon Road. Burdu. 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 That whole section was super. Because you're slow. We stop shaking your head. I sorry. Think. Every time I'm I like talk, you shake your head. I'm sorry, like a dog. I'm shaking my head. Do you have a nervous twitch? <laughs> no. Kylie's over there eyebrowing me. But as you start making your way up, okay, cool. Are we gonna do a segment? That's mm. not. It's almost lunchtime. <laughs> We use a shot all I can say. Shot through the heart. <laughs> That's all I can think of. <laughs> I almost sang it, but you were in the middle of this one. Sorry, go. Although. Phone out of the case. <laughs> Sorry, stop. I did that on purpose and you went. Like, you can't look at me when I do that. <laughs> what about digging? I'm digging lunch. Digging is like the only.